the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth. It was because here in this land, we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. This great nation will endure as it has endured. Let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. You are about to embark upon the great crusade toward which we have striven these many months. The eyes of the world are upon you. The hopes and prayers of liberty-loving people everywhere march with you. We're not, as some would have us believe, doomed to an inevitable decline. I do not believe in a fate that will fall on us no matter what we do. I do believe in a fate that will fall on us if we do nothing. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. From every mountainside, let freedom ring, and if America is to be a great nation, this must become true. So let freedom ring. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is Always Right Radio on AM1420. The answer is your host, Bob France. And a good morning to you. Thank you so much for starting your day with us or continuing it past you, Hewitt, into us. It's 10 minutes after the hour of 9 o'clock on this Friday. It is the ninth morning of the month of groom in the year of our Lord, 2023. We are loaded up today. It's going to be very, very less like a free-for-all until noon when I take over and host the Dennis Prager Show. So I've got six straight hours coming your way. In the next three, we have a lot of very important people to talk to, and then uh, we'll do free-for-all pretty much during the Dennis Prager Show today from noon until three. So I'm looking forward to all of that. Uh, when the time does come for you to dial, it's 216-901-0945 and 888-281-1110. Top news story, of course, today we'll get to in a moment, which is the um, fraudulent indictment of Donald Trump last night and the attempt by the left wing of the Democrat Party and, most importantly, of the Department of Justice to bury the revelations against Joe Biden that were given to and revealed to the House Oversight Committee yesterday about his bribery scheme with Burisma executives. That is why Donald Trump's announcement came last night, the announcement of his uh, his indictment, because they had to bury the news story 
about Joe Biden and the revelations that information backing up whistleblower accounts was presented to Oversight Committee members yesterday. So that's our lead story, but it's not our only story. We'll get to that in a second, but we're loaded for bear. We had a lot of pre-planned guests for today that I'm looking forward to speaking with. Coming up in uh, about... um, 25 minutes or so, we are going to be talking with Jonathan Broadbent of Unwoke Investing and of Protect Ohio Children North. Now he's working on election integrity, and he's got some extraordinary information you need to know about, and that'll be coming up. Because, after all, is there any integrity left in our electoral process? Can we count on election integrity in 2024? It all ties together. So we're going to talk to Jonathan Broadbent coming up at 935. At 1010 this morning, Kyle Reyes joins us again. Kyle uh, made it to Fox News when he found out that his children were being shown left-wing trans videos in their Connecticut schools without parental knowledge or approval. He just leapt right into action. He has formed an organization. First, he pulled his kids out of school. Then he formed an organization called AmericanDads.org. He is going to tell us about that at 1010. Julia Payne with Alliance Defending Freedom will be with us at 1035. Shannon Burns, Strongsville GOP, will join us to talk about the uh, upcoming Flag Day events happening with Strongsville GOP. I'll be a part of that. So Jonathan Broadbent, Kyle Reyes, Julia Payne, and Shannon Burns. And before we get into the news of the morning, let's go ahead and pledge our allegiance to this country while we still have one. Stand and face your flag if you do. Put your hand on your heart and join us. If you are supportive of indicting a political opponent so you don't have to face him, yeah, that's a thing. Then you uh, probably don't want to stand and pledge your allegiance to this flag. You instead want to take a knee and chuckle to yourself over there next to that unemployed quarterback. For the rest of us, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Reactions pouring in from around the political world and across the political spectrum of the announced indictment last night of former President Donald J. Trump on seven federal charges relating to classified documents found in Mar-a-Lago. Mark Levin. You're hearing me right, and let me say this. Today, what is today's date? June 8th? June 8th is the day of insurrection, not January 6th. A weaponized U.S. attorney, a weaponized attorney general of the United States, have unleashed the full force of the United States government against a former president, the leading Republican nominee to take on the existing president. We have never seen anything like this in the United States. We saw it under Stalin. We've seen it in other uh, autocracies, Marxist regimes, fascist regimes, the third world. But they have taken the United States of America, and they have dragged us into a hellhole. This is embarrassing. It's humiliating. And I'm going to tell you something. There are tens of millions of us. You have crossed the Rubicon twice, which has never been done. And we will never forgive you. Never, ever. And that's the bottom line. I'm done. He wasn't done, and neither are we. And what does Biden say? Well, then where's the money? He's asking us, come and catch me if you can. The idea that this man isn't under a criminal investigation. 
and that they criminalized that damn document case to go after Donald Trump is sickening. And I would say this to our fellow Americans. Don't be bamboozled by these cable channels and these fools who come on and tell you, well, he's not above the law. Are you kidding me? Democrat Attorney General in New York, Democrat Prosecutor in Manhattan, Democrat Prosecutor in Atlanta, Democrat Attorney General in Washington, D.C. What do you mean he's not above the law? There is no law. What's going on here is a disgusting disgrace. It is war on Trump. It is war on the Republican Party, and it is a war on the Republic. Meanwhile, Joe Biden yesterday talking to the press very, very briefly took one or two questions, one of which was, what about the bribery allegations Mr. President revealed to the House Oversight Committee earlier today, Joe Biden's flippant response. Where's the money? I'm joking. Mr. President, Mr. President, it's a bunch of malarkey. Where's the money, he said. I'm just joking. It's a bunch of malarkey. You know who didn't think it was funny? Ted Cruz. Listen, we just heard Joe Biden demonstrate the absolute smugness of being insulated by the most politically corrupt Department of Justice in history and the most politically corrupt corporate media in history. The two together, they surround him, they protect him. Joe Biden says, where's the money? How does he know that that, that they're not going to find the money? Well, because DOJ's not looking. They don't want to know the money. It's the opposite of Watergate. Follow the money. DOJ's approach is hide from the money, run from the money. It is disgraceful. They will never find the money. They will never find the smoking gun because the agency tasked with investigating and finding the smoking gun doesn't want to know where it is. The FBI. And that is exactly right. Congressman Byron Donalds yesterday clarified what they learned as they as they viewed that extraordinarily important federal document that had been subpoenaed that the FBI director Christopher Ray had refused to turn over this document also stipulates that according to the confidential human source that money was being moved through several accounts multiple accounts to get to Joe Biden I'm going to say it again money was moved on purpose through multiple accounts to get to Joe Biden. Money was moved to get it to Joe Biden without it being able to be found, particularly if you have an agency that is not interested in finding it. Marjorie Taylor Greene went on Laura Ingram. She viewed the information. She took notes because she's on that committee. She took notes, which is something that I wasn't sure if they were allowed to do. I asked Congressman Jordan about that earlier this week. Didn't really get a clarified answer as to what they could or would do with that. But last night, we found out Marjorie Taylor Greene took notes. Winning, and we won some today when everyone feels like we're losing, especially with this indictment of President Trump and this, this document hoax. But what we read today in the skiff, and I wanted, I want to let everyone know, this was an unclassified document. This is a document that all of America should be able to see. But the FBI is stonewalling us, and they would only let us see it in a skiff. 
Well, what I did after reading the document is I made notes when I walked out and I went to the table and I wrote down everything that I had just read so that I could come out and tell the American people what I read. And it's exactly what you and many others have been reporting for so long. And it's what everyone already knew. I filed articles of impeachment on Joe Biden's inauguration day exactly for this Burisma pay-to-play schemes. And when he was vice president, we now know through the FD 1023 form that we read today that Joe Biden was paid $5 million, along with Hunter Biden being paid $5 million in order to get Victor Shokin fired so that he would not be investigating Burisma anymore. And Hunter Biden was working very hard to get Burisma to buy a U.S. oil and gas company. And Hunter Biden was promising that there would be a lot of capital invested into this business deal. This would be the lead story in America yesterday. This would be the lead story in America last night. This would be the lead story in America this morning. And they couldn't allow that to happen. They couldn't allow you to know what they found in that FD-1023 form. They couldn't afford to let you know that it corroborates what FBI whistleblowers have said. They couldn't let you know that Joe Biden's entire presidency is in jeopardy. Or at least it should be if we actually had a fair and balanced system of government. They couldn't afford to let you know that. So what did they do? They stole the spotlight. They stole the headlines. They stole the lead story, and they turned it into Donald Trump being indicted. Nancy Mace, Representative Nancy Mace, also saw the document yesterday. What did she see? This is the executive branch tonight trying to take out their number one opponent for the presidency of the United States in 2024. And they, they have one standard for Donald Trump and another standard for everybody else Uh, in this thing. And if you look at the documents that President Biden had in his possession in his garage and in thousands of boxes and God knows where across the country in places that we don't even know of yet, uh, Hillary Clinton having the server in her bathroom at her home with classified information on private email servers, everyone's held to a different standard but Donald Trump. And that's wrong. And I do believe tonight that Joe Biden just secured Donald Trump's nomination for Republicans in 2024. So that was obviously Representative Mace talking about the indictment of President Trump, not the clip of her talking about the um, uh, about the um, uh, document that she viewed that the uh, uh, federal government finally, the FBI finally allowed the Oversight Committee to view. Josh Hawley, Senator Josh Hawley, though, brings this home. Because this isn't about just retribution against a former president that they hated. This is about stopping a current presidential candidate. Here's what I will say. If the president in power can just jail his political opponents, which is what Joe Biden is trying to do tonight, we don't have a republic anymore. We We could stop it right there. If they're allowed to jail a political rival so that they don't have to face him, then we don't have a republic anymore. But tell us more, Senator Hawley. We don't have the rule of law. We don't have the Constitution. Our Constitution is built on the basic rule of law and due process, and nobody should be in doubt of what's happening tonight. Joe Biden and his cronies are trying to take out their chief political opponent. This has never happened before in American history, Laura. We are in dangerous, dangerous waters, and it is because of Joe Biden. 
We do not have a two-tiered system of justice, or excuse me, we do not have, rather, uh, equal justice under the law. We have a two-tiered system of justice. There is nothing that proves that more than what we just saw happen yesterday. Joe Biden, um, with credible whistleblower evidence of a massive bribery scheme involving his son, enriching himself, and at least a half dozen other Bidens from foreign adversaries, and Biden being complicit in this five million dollars for him five million dollars for hunter he should be facing impeachment today and instead he gets to stand there before a podium or behind a podium and quip where's the money prove it where's the money he said and that's why byron donald said it has been moved from one shell company to another to another to another to hide its uh, trail so that it cannot be traced all the way to Joe Biden. But he gets to stand there and smugly joke about it while Donald Trump is under indictment. Joe Biden, who has kept boxes and boxes of classified materials that he never, ever had a right to keep because he was never the president of the United States before. He was vice president. And he's keeping them all over the place. He's keeping them in museums, he's keeping them in his home, he's keeping them in his garage next to his classic Corvette that Hunter Biden has access to. He's keeping them all over the place. He's not facing indictment. Hillary Clinton had 33,000 emails on an unsecured server, many of them marked classified, thousands of them marked classified, some of them marked eyes only or top secret, and she deleted them all. And then she bleach-bit the server so nothing could be recovered. And then she smashed the hard drives of cell phones on which some of this stuff was kept. Any indictment? No indictment at all. And that's because there is a two-tiered system of justice. There is justice against, well, let me rephrase. There is no justice for Donald Trump or for conservatives in this country. No justice whatsoever. Rules are for thee, they are not for me. That is the motto of the Democrat Party, quite frankly. The only possible good news to come from any of this, as law professor Jonathan Turley said yesterday, is that the Democrats have created precedent that will, would allow a, uh, uh, an impeachment to take place before somebody became pres- uh, president. Listen. Well, that's, uh, once again, a rather wicked constitutional problem. There's a big debate as to whether you should or be able to impeach someone for conduct before they became president. Uh, one of the interesting things here is that Joe Biden, as president, has been denying these allegations. So there may be a bootstrapping that can occur. But the Democrats just created their a precedent that you can impeach a former president, because President Trump had left office uh, by the time of his Senate trial. Uh, and so they may have created precedent that would allow you to impeach Vice President Biden, <laughs> to go back retroactively to impeach. So this is just going to get very, very so you- weird. It is, it is indeed very, very weird. But they have. They have set a precedent now, and essentially anybody can do anything 
And it's just a matter of whether or not you're in power. Right now, the Democrats are in power. Right now, the Department of Justice is run by a corrupt, weaponized attorney general. And so they are doing anything and everything they can to silence their opposition and, yes, to take out their chief political opponent. This is a, this is a dark day. It's a dark day for the United States of America, and we're going to cover this as much as we can today. Again, we do have a lot of prearranged interviews. They're going to be talking about a lot of other very important topics. But this is a big day, and we will discuss this as we continue on Always Right Radio, AM 1420, The Answer. Always right indeed, 935. Thanks for being with us on this Friday. It's a very important Friday. Um, We no longer have a republic. (laughs) I don't want to continue to say that and dwell on that, but I mean literally what Josh Hawley said is very, very accurate. When a sitting president can jail his chief political rival, you no longer have a republic. You have a banana republic, but you no longer have a constitutional republic. Anyway, we'll come back to that. I want to welcome back to our program now our good friend Jonathan Broadbent from Protect Ohio Children North, also Unwoke Investing. He's now working on the issue of election integrity, and it looks like he's discovered uh, a system that the left is using to put our votes in jeopardy, and quite frankly, uh, our right to vote. Um, Jonathan Broadbent, good morning. Good to have you back on the program. How are you, sir? Good. Good morning, Bob. Jonathan, tell us about the HAV system, the H-A-V-V system. You alerted me to this earlier this week. We weren't able to get you on earlier this week, but I'm so glad you're here now so that you can tell Ohio voters what exactly is happening. Well, this is a good news, bad news situation. I'm, I'm here to report on the latest intel on election integrity and trying to get it back into the U.S., mm-hmm. through the precinct strategy, Bob, I've, I've gotten tied in with a national group there are some great people out there. You're not going to hear about them on mainstream media and uh, the evening broadcast. But there are some true patriots all across the country who are banding together and doing the yeoman's work of digging into what's happening with our elections. And as you've pointed out in the past numerous times, we have real issues with election integrity. I know the left doesn't like us to bring it up. They go uh, crazy and ban us on social media. We have major issues. And have, I'm going to paraphrase what I'm understanding here. I'm not an election integrity expert myself, mm-hmm. but I find myself tied in with a great group of people who really are. And they're watching closely. Bob, this is going to I blow people's minds. What's happening, this, this incursion at the southern border is being billed among election integrity aficionados as the largest voter fraud, the largest election fraud, engineered election fraud in the world's history. What's happening, Bob, we believe, is as people are coming across the southern border into the U.S., and I'll get into the details just briefly about how this works, but effectively, the people crossing the southern border are being given the last four digits of Social Security numbers and being registered to vote then those numbers are being used to create absentee ballots. Then those people, 
and I want to put it, attach a number to that. In 2022, we can see 8.5 million new Democrat voter registrations. And we're putting together numbers. I, mean, I shouldn't say we, but they, this group, and then they're communicating with me, this group are putting together numbers from national databases on, uh, on voter registrations. In 2022 alone, we have eight and a half million new Democrat voter registrations, but it gets worse. The suspicion is those people across the border, if they're given the last four digits of Social Security number, registered to vote, are then put on buses and shipped to states where we believe they'll probably register to vote again. So okay, okay. Let me let me number. let me pause you because there's so much here, and I and I don't want to get lost in it all. Okay. When you say they cross the border and they're given the last four digits of a social security number, do you mean an existing social security number, that of an American citizen, uh, in other words, identity theft kind of things, or are they just given random numbers that are being called the last four digits of a social security number that would enable you to register to vote? Great question. So there are two pieces to the answer to that. One points back to Obama and his tenure. Obama signed into law something called Help Americans Vote Act, H-A-V-A for short. Mm-hmm. It's a Help Americans Vote Act, a component of that, if I understand this correctly, and if there are any experts in the audience that can uh, maybe chime in or send an email into uh, the radio station. But my understanding is part of that act, one of the pieces of it, it disassociated Social Security numbers from a name. So in the past, the Social Security number might be associated with Bob France. What Help Americans Vote Act did is created Social Security numbers that can be identified to an employer or an entity. So an employer might have tens of thousands of Social Security numbers associated with it. It now makes it virtually impossible to track and identify fraudulent Social Security numbers. So that's step one. Step two, if we believe we put this together the right way, you know, we've been hearing that, that uh, illegal entrants into the U.S. via the southern border are being given smartphones. One of the pieces of the smartphone is something called C- CBP-1. It's an app. It's, uh, I forget exactly what it stands for, something Border Patrol 1. CBP 1, a piece of that, I believe, has to do with voter registration and destination. So, if we're understanding this correctly, and this is going to get to a call to action, I'm going to ask anybody out there that has expertise in database uh, preparation and management to please get a hold of me. We need more people to parse through this info. But if we understand correctly, What's being done is they're given the last four digits of Social Security number. They're registered with absentee ballot, which is given the destination, an address, probably a fraudulent address or an address for a single-family house that has 4,000 people voting from it or what have you. Those, those individuals will probably never see that absentee ballot. They'll be shipped off to Michigan or Wisconsin or New York or one of the quote-unquote red states They'll register to vote again, and they will never see hide nor hair of that absentee ballot. These are our suspicions. Um, but the the CBP-1 will direct that absentee ballot to a location where it gets filled out and then submitted 
probably, assumably, with a uh, Democrat vote. But here's the thing. Anybody that was watching that three-day court fiasco in Maricopa County, Arizona, there's a key hint there in what's anticipated and what's being engineered by the left. I'll paraphrase what happened. The absentee ballots that were submitted in Maricopa County were reviewed, quote-unquote, at a rate of one and a half seconds per ballot for signature verification. What that means is right now the verification process for people to submit an absentee ballot is comparing signatures. So if you just have a dash instead of a nice, scripty-looking, easy-to-read Bob France, you could surmise that's probably fraudulent. So what happened in Maricopa County is people just clicked through hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands of these ballots at just clicking as fast as they could and did no real verification. It's the expectation now is that voter systems will come out and say, well, it's too much manpower. There are too many hours associated with somebody visually verifying a signature. So it makes sense for us to just switch to comparing the last four digits of Social Security numbers. And if they're successful at making that argument, poof, there's, there is the automatic clearance for this, uh, what we suspect is happening in that southern border, the issuing of absentee ballots based on the last four digits of a fictitious, fraudulent Social Security number. Does that make sense? It does. Um, Are there any safeguards in elections? Obviously, each state runs their own elections, but is there any safeguard where a flag would catch the same last four digits in two different locations? In other words, if somebody votes um, with an absentee ballot like you just described, using the last four Social Security number digits that they're assigned when they cross the border, and then that same person gets bussed, as you say, to a strategic state where they register again. Are they registering with the same four, and and would they, like I said, would the system catch that? That's a great question, and I've, I've been asking that. And my understanding, again, I'll just put this in lay terms, because, as you know, I, my, my background, my professionally, I work in finance. Mm-hmm. So election integrity, normally, in a real normal world, we would have media that would research this, and we'd have investigative journalists down there at the southern border figuring things out. They'd probably be a lot better and faster than folks like us. But now it's just we, the people, citizens, figuring things out. So bear with me. My understanding is there are digital verification, electronic voter verification systems. One of them is called ERIC. ERIC, if you remember, was a fiasco, and it just got kicked out of Ohio. It was so bad and so misused. States like Ohio said, we're done with it. We We want to be rid of it. And we kicked it out. It, it's the system, as bad as it was, it's the system that might have allowed good people with good intentions to verify across state borders whether or not we have duplicate uh, Social Security numbers in use. So I think the short answer, my understanding is the short answer right now is no. We sort of blew up the system that might have allowed us the opportunity to see if we had the same voters registered multiple times using the same Social Security number. So 
tell me, we're talking to Jonathan Broadbent. Jonathan is uh, investigating election integrity. He works very, very hard with uh, Protect Ohio Children North, Ohio Value Voters, about schools, school boards, curricula, and so forth. He also is, you're all over the place, Jonathan, with unwoke investing, trying to warn people about ESG and uh, watching their money dry up as it's investigated in left-wing uh, causes rather than uh, uh, than uh, companies buying, you know, buying company corporate stock that will uh, return the best investments to you. And now we're talking about election integrity. So, so Jonathan, when you say that they're being given these four digits when they cross the border, then you know, using those to get an absentee ballot, then going to another state and registering in another state, it takes more than just four digits to register in another state in any state. Um, you ha- I assume you have to provide some sort of identification, proof of residency, and so forth to register. What? Are th- how are they getting all of that when they when they get bussed from one place when they re- when you know when they cross the border to another state? How are they getting all of the materials necessary to register to get an actual ballot? That's a great question. I think that we've got mass collaboration between the quote unquote Democrat Party and the Republican Party, a lot of rhinos, and the judiciary. So normally what should happen is as people are found out, and briefly I want to draw a distinction between voter fraud and election fraud. When when you hear people say that voter fraud is fairly rare, they're actually right. It's fairly rare to find voter fraud. Election fraud is common, and that's what we're talking about. We're talking about a systematic process that allows for massive, massive numbers of fraudulent voting, uh, or fraudulent ballots. So I understand, it's my belief that the, the short answer to your question, Bob, is that we should have um, boards of election and uh, our, our elected officials and judiciary that step in, see these things, find them, weed them out, prosecute them, and make examples of people. But just like we're seeing all this looting and uh, robbery and, and high crime, we have a corrupted judiciary, and we have a lot of complicit people in our political system. I think that they're outing themselves. I believe that the, the just massive effort that's going into finding this, highlighting it and exposing it, is eventually going to come back and really haunt these people. And there are examples, like uh, if you follow James O'Keefe, who came from Project Veritas, he did a big release on what are called Smurfs. Um, Smurfs is a, uh, I'm getting onto a little bit of a tangent, but this relates. It's how the fraud is perpetrated. There, if you saw 2,000 mules, mules are people that take, um, they stuff boxes with mm-hmm. presumably fraudulent ballots. Smurfs are people who are uh, their address and their identity is used to create massive numbers of fake contributions to things like vote blue and the um, and the Democrat party but as these things become exposed we're we're getting deeper and deeper into just general public awareness of how bad our system has gotten and one more piece to that with this with what's, what we believe is happening at the southern border, with the issuance of those four Social Security numbers, there's good news. I said at the beginning, there's good news and bad news. The good news is the systems in county by county and state by state are set up in a way 
that the Board of Elections is required to disclose new uh, new enrollments for uh, the Republican or Democrat Party. Um, so what's happening now, and I've got the charts and data and all this, uh, these, uh, it's just a massive amount of, of election um, uh, data from state by state and county by county. I'm going to use Texas as an example because okay. they're, they're huge and key right now, and I'm communicating a lot with, with people in Texas. What they've done is they continually submit requests for information about new voter registration. And that's where that those charts come from for new Democrat voter registration. And it's blown. It's it, it's nonsense fiction numbers. You're seeing areas where you're you're where uh, people are leaving, like California. People are departing California, but new Democrat voter registrations are skyrocketing right now in Texas and other places as well. But what they're doing is getting that information and then they're checking those addresses that are associated and they're starting to find all sorts of things like vacant lots they're starting to find single family homes that have hundreds of people registered to them there are all kinds of stuff so they're just they're doing the footwork it's yeoman's footwork but they're figuring out what this whole system looks like and in advance of the 2024 election the expectation is to really blow the the doors off of this thing and get as much light on it as possible well, that is that is obviously the antidote to this type of uh, chicanery and this type of fraud. And, uh, you know, election engineering is another way to look at this is is indeed daylight. You have to you have to expose this. But you're right, Jonathan. You said it a moment ago. It is extraordinarily difficult. First of all, these are complex schemes. Second of all, uh, when you do, you know, get wind of them, it's very, very hard to explain them enough to the point where you can have enough people go to legislators and go to secretaries of state and elsewhere to try to demand uh, something be done to you know restore election integrity. This is a very, very difficult thing to grasp and to explain and again to to get any action on. So, and the best part, uh, I don't want to say the best thing you said, but a very important thing that you just said, Jonathan, is that in the past we could have relied on the media which has vast resources and the ability to dig and to get information, to make sense of all of this, to present it, to create you know, a, a public outcry uh, over what they expose. And now there is no curious media. Now there is no journalistic integrity any more than there is election integrity, for crying out loud. And so we, the people, as you say, have to do it ourselves. It's tough. It's laborious, which is why I thank you and uh, the people you're associating with, whether you're talking to folks in Texas or anywhere else, because uh, somebody needs to do the job the media once did and shine a light on this so that we can try to preserve the republic that I think that we're so rapidly losing. I agree completely. It's it's up to we the people. And um, I'm sort of scrambling for a, an easy way to get a hold of me. But if, if you're you, the listener, if you're in the audience and you have a skill in this or an interest in helping to parse this database, please get a hold of me. They, probably the easiest way, find me via Unwoke Investing. I'm all over social media and my contact information through Unwoke Investing. Well, that's your Substack, is, right? Unwoke Investing. Uh, yeah, there's a Substack. Sub really, I put Unwoke Investing on every platform because I don't trust any of them anymore. I put I Unwoke Investing on every platform there is. But please find me. I will put you in touch with people nationally who are working on this issue. And we really 
I mean, the, the workload is tremendous, but many hands make light work. If we can chip in and start pouring through these databases and finding the and exposing the fraud, then we have a chance of fighting back and winning against it. Very, very well said. Jonathan Broadbent, thank you for the work that you're doing on all of the different fronts that you do it. Seriously, you're a, you're an hon- honestly a true American patriot, and you're doing very, very important things, and probably for very little recognition and very little thanks. So I want to give it to you from here. Uh, stay in touch when we have new developments on this, please. Let us know so that we can get you back on, okay? Will do. Thanks, Bob. Thank you, Jonathan. Jonathan Broadbent, uh, he's got a webpage, unwokeinvesting.com. You meant, he mentioned he's on a lot of different platforms. Unwokeinvesting.com is a good way to do it. Uh, so find his email there, find contact information at all the different unwoke platforms so that you can indeed uh, participate in this exposure of the uh, voter, uh, voter fraud and uh, election fraud for what it is. 954. We're loaded today, as I mentioned, but I am clearing a little bit of space. We're going to leave a full half hour for your phone calls from 1035 to 11 o'clock. All right, almost a full half uh, half hour. We do have uh, Kyle Reyes coming up after the top of this hour. <clears throat> we have Shannon Burns coming up at the top of the next hour at 1110. I'll also have three uninterrupted hours hosting the Dennis Prager Show today. So for you, know, for you to be heard with your reaction to the Trump indictment, the Biden uh, bribery scheme and so much more. So I do want you to be a part of it. Uh, pick those spots and know when they, can, uh, you know, when you can get through. Two one six nine zero one zero nine four five and triple eight two eight one eleven ten. Stay here. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. Welcome to Always Right Radio with Bob Frantz on AM 1420, The Answer. Hour number two underway now at nine minutes past ten o'clock. Thanks for being with us. It's a Friday. It's a free-for-all Friday of sorts, although we do have a lot of very important work to do. Uh, so we're not going to be able to take a billion calls. I will take a billion calls during the Prager Show. So if you don't get on in the next two hours, I've got three more after that hosting the Dennis Prager Show from coast to coast. And we will have total free-for-all Friday to respond to the Trump indictment and uh, everything else that happened yesterday coming up. It is the ninth morning of the sixth month, otherwise known as Groom, Groom 9, 2023, and we are fighting back. I'm Kyle, and as of this week, I officially identify as an angry papa bear. And I know many of you do as well. See, here's the thing. I was perfectly content hanging out with my wife and kids, running my businesses, cooking some steaks, going to church, and honestly, staying completely out of local politics. But then the educators decided that it was their job not to teach, but to indoctrinate. They decided that it was perfectly acceptable now, all of a sudden, to talk to little kids, children, about sexuality without the permission of their parents. They told kids that boys could change their bodies and become girls, and girls could become they. Which, on behalf of everyone with a brain, is plural. See what I mean? They stopped educating. 
They've done that for a long time. They stopped educating a long time ago, but it has crossed the Rubicon for our guest now, Kyle Reyes, who joins us again. Kyle is the CEO of the Silent Partner Marketing. He's a Christian, a husband, a father, and a patriot by way of his biography uh, in his profile, his online profile. He is also now the founder of AmericanDads.org. He joins us on AM 1420, The Answer. Kyle, good to have you back, my friend. How are you, sir? I'm good. Good morning. How are you, brother? So it took your kids being shown a video in their Connecticut public school class for, uh, classroom for you to say enough is enough. Tell me what they exposed your kids to, Kyle. Yeah, so in the video, the principal um, stood in front of a pride flag for morning announcements and made all of the students watch a 45-second-long video about how uh, kids get to call the shots about what they are. You're a boy, you feel like a girl, you can be a girl. You're a girl, you feel like a they, you can be a they. But but this was just the straw that broke the camel's back. This has been a long time coming and building and building. There have been issues growing within schools, not just our schools, but schools across the country. And so finally, we said enough. We're done. You know, this has been going on for a while. I'm focusing on it now because it's quote-unquote Pride Month. I've changed the name of June to Groom. It's Groom uh, 9th, 2023, and we're doing this all all month long. But but this is obviously 12 months a year, and this has been going on, been going on for a few years now where it's been kind of put on steroids. Um People are pushing back at their local school boards. People are pu- pushing back by taking their kids out and trying to find charter schools or private schools that won't do this stuff. Too often they find themselves forcing uh, forcing themselves to go into homeschooling situations because they, there is just nothing else available. Um, tell me what your response is. What are you doing with your kids now that you've yanked them from that woke uh, Connecticut public school? So thank God I have a wife who is much smarter and more patient than I am. Uh, she's going to be homeschooling them. And uh, we, we, at this point, aren't backing down. And we're not backing down because this isn't about us or our kids. I mean, it is, right? For, for every family, it's about your kids and your family first. But nobody is standing up and fighting for kids across the country. That's why we launched AmericanDads.org, because I'm sick and tired of people sitting on their butts on the sidelines saying, this doesn't happen to my community. I'm in a conservative community. Well, guess what? My community's super conservative. And this was happening right under our noses. And I came back home from a business trip to Florida with dozens and dozens of messages, people saying, hey, you've got to go to the media. You have to talk. You've got to post about this. You have to let everybody know about this. And I said, why me? Well, what do you mean I have to? Why don't you do it? You have kids there, too. And they said, because we'll get canceled. I'll lose my job. My kids will be retaliated against in the school. And, I mean, to their point, we're going to pull our kids and so we're not worried about the retaliation and the left has been trying to dox and cancel me for years and it's actually just helped my business and so i finally said all right lord send me we're, we're in the fight my wife and i are are uh, going to take this position on the hill and fight Kyle, you're um, you're you're a leader. Uh, you're a natural born leader from my interactions with you, both on the air and privately, and and I love that fact. And you don't care about being quote unquote canceled. It's hard though for people who aren't you and who aren't in a position, you know, an entrepreneurial position like yours. What advice do you have for angry papa bears like yourself, like me, for example? You know, I'll call, I'll, I'll join the crowd. I'll call myself an angry papa bear. The left will call me a homophobe. They'll call me a transphobe. They'll call me a bigot. They call me everything but a man of God. To be honest with you, and and um, it doesn't bother me that much. It bothers my family. It bothers my wife. It bothers my kids. They don't like their dad to be viewed as being some sort of a bigot. But it comes with the territory if we stand up for what is right. So what advice do you have for other Papa Bears who, who, who either they themselves or their family worry about what is done to them? Well, 
forget advice, brother. I'm going to ask him a question. If not now, then when? What is the breaking point? At what point do you say, I have had enough? At what point do you say, I'm going to fight back? And at what point is it too late? You know, I, I pointed out in one of our local groups that anyone who feels that it is appropriate to be having a conversation with little children in third grade about sexuality and it is not their parent doesn't belong around little kids. That is grooming, right? And I was told, well, well, you're, you are just a homophobe, a racist, a sexist, you know, the whole line. And I said, well, I'm of the belief that anyone talking to children about sex, that's not the parent, that we are now having a conversation about grooming and pedophilia. And I actually had people come out of the woodwork publicly in our town say, let's be clear, there's a very big difference between pedophilia and being a minor attractive person. <laughs> what? What? I mean, are we, we, here's what this comes down to. We have been sitting around in a pot of water on a low burn, and we are now coming to a boil, and we are having conversations where people are actively trying to normalize pedophilia by calling themselves minor attracted people, saying it's not a crime unless you act on it. What has happened to society, and at what point do, as parents, we say enough is enough? We are fighting for the hearts and souls of innocent children, and if we're not going to fight for them, who is? Yeah, that's a great point. So so how do we fight back with AmericanDads.org? Tell me what the organization does. I'm looking at the website. I love it. I've already filled out my information on it, so I'm with you. Uh, we're signing the pledge. What is it What, what is it we're hoping to accomplish? Yeah, so a, a couple things. Honestly, we, we throw up the website in anger more than anything else. And, okay, let's put something up there. Let's give people a way to get involved. Let's gather their information. We're not going to sell it. I don't you know, We don't do that. We're going to be in communication with them about what the next steps are and how they can get involved locally. So we had um, Align Us reach out. It's a new app where parents can go rate um, their schools, their school boards, books on how woke or conservative it is. Mm-hmm. Free app, people could go download it. We need to start exposing what's going on. We, you know, our kids were being read in the classroom books about transgender crayons and racist white police officers and families of illegal immigrants that feel like they're being discriminated against. And we had no idea because the schools didn't tell us. In a conservative community, the schools did not tell us. What else are they doing that they didn't tell us? And my wife put it best. But she said, if this was so crucial and so important and so imperative that we had to make the kids watch this video, this is such an important topic that kids need to learn about it, then why is it not important enough to tell the parents about? And so parents need to start having those conversations at home, but they need to start exposing the schools, asking questions, understand what's happening in the school libraries. We're all being called book banners, right? There are books that are in these school libraries in your communities, people, that are exposing kids to graphic porn. Now, we're not talking about the, the cherry-picked books that, that, you know, the left says, oh, this is no big deal. We're talking about books that give graphic, visual descriptions about things like oral sex in the elementary school classrooms. So you need to get loud and vocal. And then what we're doing through that website, AmericanDads.org, is any of the donations that come in, we partnered with a PAC, and all of those funds are going to be used for parents, conservative parents, who are running for local boards of education who need help in getting elected because we can't sit on the sidelines any longer. 
That is a home run. That is a huge, huge answer to the question. We're talking to Kyle Reyes, if you just heard us on. Kyle is the CEO of the Silent Partner Marketing. He's also known as the Chief Snowflake Melter. It says so on his business card, which I absolutely love. <laughs> but, 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 Kyle, first of all, the fact that we're raising money through AmericanDads.org to support candidates for local school boards to get these woke uh, indoctrinators off of those boards is huge. But I'll tell you something else that I love about this. The database that's collected here, people, you know, like you said, you're not selling information. But when people look and see how fast it's grown, you only put it up, what, yesterday? There's over 5,000 yep. 5, names on it already. It lets guys, in, and you don't have to be Papa Bear, you can be a Mama Bear too. It lets people know that they're not alone. It lets be, because it's hard to be called a, a transphobe or a bigot or somebody who doesn't care about the feelings of others, blah, blah, blah when you're alone, but if you are in a room full of people that are saying the same thing, you feel emboldened. And when you're in a room, when you're in a, in a community full of people who feel the same way, you're emboldened even more. Emboldened to stand up for your kids, not to harm anyone, not to, not to point fingers and not to attack and not to call names, but to defend your kids against this indoctrination. When people know there are thousands, if not millions of other people just like them, that's how we begin the fight back. Uh, and, and if you can do that through American Dads, uh, American Dads org if nothing else that will help the cause well and if i can i'd like to give a message to the dads that are out there which is that and i include myself in this we as husbands and as fathers we have failed we have failed to stand up and stand by our wives and stand by the mothers of our children and fight for these kids because they cannot do it alone we are called to be leaders we are called to lead our our homes our communities, our families, we're called to be protectors. And, and I don't say that in any kind of a sexist way. I mean, my, my wife would kick someone's butt better than I could, right? But it's our responsibility, it's our God-given duty to stand up and fight and protect our loved ones. And we have sat there saying, well, I'm, I'm busy, right? I got to provide for the family. I got to work. I got stuff to do. You know, I don't want to lose my job. And we have failed to lead. We have failed to take action. And, and our wives and the mothers of our children, they need us. They can't do this alone. They can't fight this battle alone. We have a duty to our children and our brides to stand by their side, to be their partners, and to give them the love and the energy and the support and encouragement that they need to know that they're not the only ones fighting for our innocent kids anymore. Perfectly stated. And, and you know, if we do this right, um, talk about being partners with our brides and the mothers of our children. One year from now, the Southern Poverty Law Center will also include AmericanDads.org alongside Moms for Liberty as a hateful extremist group. You saw that they did that to Moms for Liberty just this week. Yep. I, I mean, listen, this week we made local community lists of uh, businesses not to do business with. Um, I mean, it was put out there publicly on all the local forums, which I think mm-hmm. is funny because I have nine companies, right? People don't know eight of them. My main company, a marketing agency, I promise you that unemployed liberals are not going to be hiring our marketing agency in our local community anytime soon anyway. But but this is what they do, right? Like, we're a little bit sheltered from it. We're blessed to be in a position where cancel culture and I are, like, buddies. Like, they've been trying to cancel me since before it was a, a thing, since before it was cool. But most people are terrified of it. They're terrified of losing their jobs. They're terrified of losing their homes. I get it. I respect this. So find a new way to get in the fight. Go to, you know, download Align Us and, and start letting people know what schools and what school boards and what curriculums and what books are woke. You know, join us on AmericanDads.org and, and get in the fight. You don't have to be a public loudmouth like me to get in the fight. 
to preserve the hearts and souls of innocent children. No, you don't have to be, but it helps. It helps to be as much of a loudmouth as you can be. Whether you have a massive platform or a smaller platform, it really does help to be vocal again because it shows other people that they're not alone, and it gives them encouragement as well. And uh, as I was saying, it's a badge of honor for Moms again, uh, Moms for Liberty to be designated a hate group by the left-wing uh, Southern Poverty Law Center. They've done their jobs, and now American Dads, I hope they come for us too because that means we're doing our jobs. Last thing, Kyle Reyes, um, this is, speaking of leadership, this is the President of the United States yesterday. I want you to respond to this. Violence and... Let's try that again from the top. It's wrong that the violence and hate crimes targeting LGBTQ people is rising. It's wrong that extreme officials are pushing hateful bills targeting transgender children, terrifying families, and criminalizing doctors. These are our kids. These are our neighbors. It's cruel and it's callous. Not somebody else's kids. They're all our kids. I could talk for an hour straight on just that little 25-second uh, clip, but, Kyle, you do it. Well, <clears throat> first of all, I think they've got to balance his meds back out, right? I mean, the guy sounds like he's dead to begin with. <laughs> I'm, I'm not really sure what's going on there. Uh, and it's, it's a shame. He's being propped up like a puppet. This is elder abuse at this point. But I digress. You know, I'll share with you a quick story. So one of the parents reached out to me and said their kid has a speech impediment, and all of the other kids in the school were making fun of him, saying he was gay. And he's not gay. So he went to that principal in question in all of this and said, I'm being pushed around and beat up and made fun of. They're saying that I'm gay and I'm not gay. And the principal scolded him and said, it's okay to be gay. You're allowed to be gay. Don't worry about it. Send him back to class. Next day, he got into a fist fight. He got suspended because he was being called gay again. Who, who are we protecting? Is it just the .0001% of children that we're actually grooming and intentionally confusing and perhaps telling someone who might have been a tomboy that now they're boxed into this position and they actually have to remove their healthy breast tissue and become a boy? Is that who we're protecting? Because it sounds to me like we're protecting groomers and not innocent children. So at this point, the way that this administration has continued to move forward is by gaslighting. They're not protecting anybody. They're working in overtime to protect groomers and pedophiles and, I'm sorry, minor attracted people. Exactly right. And the only kids, truthfully, who are not being protected in schools, in stories like yours and elsewhere uh, elsewhere across this country, are the kids who don't want to call John Jane, and the kids who don't want to say she or he or Z or Zay or they or them to, to, to single kids whose, whose uh, uh, sexual identity is very, very obvious and plain to see. Kids who just want to be normal are the ones who need to be protected because they're the ones who are being attacked if they do not fall into line with the indoctrination. And that's... Um, that's where we as dads come in. We have to stand up for our kids. So Kyle Race is founded now, AmericanDads.org. <clears throat> I want to steer people there. I've already signed up. I've taken the pledge. Uh, and uh, there's now over 5,000 people who have signed it in about a day. Hopefully we'll be at 20,000 by the end of the weekend or uh, maybe even more than that. But let people know that you're there. Uh, donate money if you can. If you can, you heard Kyle. This is not a profit-making scheme. This is to donate funds to conservative parents who want to join school boards and try to restore some sense of sanity to the education system that has become the indoctrination factory of American public schools. Kyle Reyes, thank you for what you're doing, my friend. God bless you for that work, and uh, let's stay in touch. Thank you, brother. God bless. Take care, everybody. Thank you. There you go. That's Kyle Reyes. 
he's uh, he's a patriot and uh, and, a, and a very very strong voice for dads. He's a public loudmouth, and uh, so am I, and I'm happy to be so. And if that comes with the slings and arrows of people who want to condemn me, then so be it. Uh, you got to have some thick skin. You got to be willing to fight the fight. But I'll tell you what: if we don't fight the fight, we lose the war. That's reality. We'll be back. Alrighty then, 1035, great stuff from uh, uh, from uh, our friend Kyle Reyes. Uh, go to AmericanDads.org, go to AmericanDads.org and uh, join that organization. I'm going to blast the living daylights out of that uh, coming up um, during the Prager show today so that it goes coast, from coast to coast, uh, but it's extraordinarily important. He's had enough. He saw what his kids were exposed to. They didn't even bother to ask parents if that was okay, and that is exactly what we all need to be doing, and you heard what he said. <clears throat> I asked Kyle, I said, what are you doing now that you yanked your kids out of that public school because of this? And he said, my wife, uh, who is capable and able, is going to be homeschooling the kids, and that's wonderful. But as you know, we all can't do that. Reality is, most American parents are happy to outsource the education portion of their kids' lives to teachers because they can't teach English literature. They can't teach advanced algebra. They can't teach chemistry and so on and so forth. So they're happy to outsource it. But if outsourcing the education becomes indoctrination there you know i got to find another way to do it so uh not everybody can 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 homeschool so the reality is we have to fix the schools and the only way to fix the schools is to take the schools over and the only way to take the schools over is to get on the boards to get on the school boards we've been talking about this with a number of different organizations that are working very hard to make that happen jeremiah sawyers and so many others uh so this is a big deal if you're an angry papa bear like uh, like I am, like Kyle Reyes is and others, uh, and maybe you're an angry mama bear and you are part of that uh, Moms for Liberty and so forth, um, we gotta, we've got to change the schools. 216-901-0945 is the number to join us, 888 They indicted President Trump, or at least they announced it last night. He will have to face those seven federal charges in a Miami courtroom on Tuesday. The entire political world is reacting to that, and so are we. I want your thoughts. We have you until 11 o'clock uh because i've got uh shannon burns coming up at eleven ten. but i want to hear from you your reaction to what they just did to trump and specifically the fact that they did it on the same day that the oversight committee finally was able to see the uh fd 1023 federal form that they subpoenaed which provides evidence of joe biden's bribery scandal with him his son and his entire family by way of burisma so if, I, if they didn't have Donald Trump to indict last night, this is all we'd be talking about. But the fact that they indicted Trump last night to bury that story uh, means that's what we have to talk about. 
216-901-0945 and 888-281-1110. We'll go to um, Sally in, uh, I think, Berea. Sally, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Go right ahead. Hi, Bob. It's no surprise that they're doing this. They do everything they can to cover up um, Biden and just take attention away from him. And my other comment is, since June is the month of groom, we should declare July to be the month of America pride, not just the 4th of July. Thanks, Bob. Thank you, Sally. And, you know, of course, that should be the case all the time. We should have American pride. But um, I'll never, ever, ever be able to, and I appreciate your call, I will never, ever be able to make sense of of why there is a, a pride month in the first place. If they did want to have a day and say pride, whatever that means to you, um, we got to disconnect the call, please. Uh, thank you, Sally, for the call. Um, now I've lost my train of thought. Yeah, if they did have a single day, are we, are, we, are the phones okay? I don't know what's going on. Um, uh, now I really have lost my train of thought. Yeah, if there was a day that whatever you wanted to call pride, it, it meant to you, that's fine. But to have, like tonight at the ball yard, tonight at the baseball place where the Indians play, a place that I used to frequent, a place I used to work, uh, I used to host baseball pregame and postgame shows. I worked in the stadium as an in, in stadium announcer and used to have a wonderful time with the families at the ballpark. Uh, not, any, not anymore. Because tonight they're having their pride night in which they're going to celebrate men who like to sleep with other men, women who like to sleep with other women, men and women who like to sleep with either one, men and women who don't identify as men and women, men and women who like to sleep with anything that moves. In other words, all of the various identities and sexual orientations and sexual uh, uh, proclivities and attractiveness, for some reason, is going to be celebrated at the baseball park tonight because it's Pride Month. And then even if you survive that nonsense, tomorrow there's going to be another one. And the day after that, there's going to be another one. And the day after that, there's going to be a parade. The day after that, there's going to be a Pride Month in the park, a Pride Day in the park. The day after that, you're going to walk into the stores and you're going to be smacked in the face with this for 30 straight freaking days, all to celebrate what other people like to do with their sex lives. It will never be okay. And even if we declare July Pride Month for, you know, American Pride Month, um, it's still not going to stop this nonsense. It is absolutely indefensible that we continue to have this, this bizarre fetish of, of sexual proclivities and orientations smashed in the faces of our children at their schools and in their parks and in their libraries and all of us at our places of work, at our places of entertainment, at our places of, 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 of public, uh, uh, you know, um, what am I trying to say, uh, shopping and, and you know, places of public uh, uh, gatherings and so forth. It is just indefensible. It is inexplicable. And even if we were to declare this to be next month to be American Pride Month, it still won't stop all of that. All right. Uh, we're going to see if we can get to the, I don't know if the phones are working or not here because we had a problem for a moment. Um, 216-901-0945. Let's try uh, Jim in West Park. Jim, can you hear us? Yes, I got gotcha. you. Okay, go ahead. Um, I called the other day, and I, I had a recommendation of a couple of books. <clears throat> and I like your first uh, guest. Get a lot of information. But these two books offer a lot more. Uh, it's one's debunked question mark by Joseph Freed, 
That's a, that's a better book, I think. It's got more information. Uh, and then this book, Rigged, by Molly Hemingway, and she goes into detail about the media and high-tech, or big mm -hmm. tech. But this debunk goes into more about the machines uh, and the election fraud, other ways they can do that. And uh, this guy is a CPA. He says that we've never had an audit of our elections, and that's what we need to do. If you count 10 $100 counterfeit bills, you're going to get 10 100 counterfeit bills. You know, you got to go back the other way. And then you mentioned well, in here about... Uh, well, well, hold, Jim, Jim met, let me, let me jump in. Yeah, let, let me jump in to, to say, and, and, and I appreciate the points you're making, and thank you so much for the call and the recommendations on the books. Um, I want to say this. There are a lot of different methods that elections can be tainted, that they can be, you know, that fraud can be perpetrated. And, and I think Jonathan Broadbent said it, said it very well. Is that, you know, there's a difference between voter fraud and election fraud. I had a message from uh, a friend uh, who texted me this during the uh, during that segment that I was doing with Jonathan, and he said, "Great info on the election fraud, but too little, too late." While the Republicans spend a billion dollars to beat up each other, the Democrats are spending on the infrastructure that will allow even more efficient and effective election fraud. I doubt that we will ever win another presidential election. That is not to impugn the great work of the people who are, that are people great work that people are doing to uncover the fraud. I have nothing but admiration for their efforts, but like 2,000 mules was great, but it changed nothing. So, so to Jim in West Park, what you're saying right now, importing people to certain books about the election fraud, spot on. I'm glad you're doing it. But what you're proving is what I just said back to my friend. And that is, um, it will be a very, very long haul to uncover, expose, and fix all of the different ways that they have to cheat. Um, it will be a very long haul. The election theft or fraud apparatus, it's its very deep and complex and layered between the machines, as you pointed out with, uh, or as he pointed out rather with 2,000 mules and those ballots, ballot stuffing and so on and so forth. There are so many different ways for them to cheat. It's going to be a very, very long uh, and arduous task for us to try to uncover it all and then elect enough people in the right positions legislatively and executively to fix all of those things. However, I cannot just hang my head and say, we're never going to fix it. It is a long fight that is worth fighting. It's kind of like the school board fighting in the educational indoctrination I just mentioned. It is a fight that if we do not undertake, we will lose the republic. And when I say we, I don't mean conservatives. I mean Americans. Americans who aren't even born yet will never know the glory and the greatness of the United States of America as we have grown up into it. Because the next two, three, four, five decades, it will be unrecognizable. We have to fight that fight. And I'm glad you're giving us the names of books, and I'm glad we're talking about the different methods, and I don't want people to lose faith and lose hope and lose heart. Even if you can't understand it, you need to fight it to the, to the best of your ability, to, to, to the method that you can, um, which is educate yourself and, again, elect people who can do something about it. So as I said to my friend, that long haul um, will not happen by 2024. I don't think we can count on a free and fair election next year. It's too deep. 
It runs too deep. There are too many different ways for them to cheat. That apparatus, like I said, is very complex, and to deconstruct it is something can't be done in, in the short term. We have to, however, commit to doing it in the long term. We have to be diligent and make sure that we do that. The key then will be to what? Survive. For the republic to survive until that day. Know that we are going to be cheated in a number of ways in 2024. And just pray we can survive long enough to expose it and fix it and never allow it to happen again. That's the, that's the only thing that we can do is fight the long game here. Uh, let's go to Vince in Westlake. Vince, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Fire away, Vince. Hey, Bob. How you doing today? Doing uh, thanks right, for taking friend. my call. You bet. Good. Um, yeah, two things. N- number one, you're, you're right. I didn't even call about that, but your point that you were just making about if, if we don't wake up, if we're not in our representatives' faces, and I'm even talking about, you know, our good friend Jim George uh, Comer signed a committee here and that, it's, 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 it's almost like Laura Ingram said last night that, you know, okay, great, they're doing this work there, but it, why, why does it seem like they're slow walking it? Why is there not more urgency in it? Why are our Republican leaders not slamming this down and, or, and having people arrested? They should have had uh, the FBI director arrested when they first put it out, and he declined to. To, to give them the information that they wanted. And he finally acquiesced last night, I guess, or yesterday afternoon, yeah. and turned over the information that didn't he wanted. Didn't even turn it over, though, just to be clear. Didn't turn it over, just allowed all of the members to view it. And then people like Marjorie Taylor Greene stood there and took notes as much as she could yes, for what right. she saw. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, so, so technically he still didn't comply with the subpoena. Chris Ray didn't. He didn't give well, them the point. copy so that they could take it and do what needed to be done with respect to their investigation. He allowed them to... To view it, and for some reason, um, uh, Chairman Comer decided, okay, that's enough. We'll call off the uh, uh, the. Uh, uh, why am I filling the, dog, uh, to, the rest? Yeah, the police. No, the, the contempt. Yeah. Contempt is what the contempt of Congress yeah. charges. So he called that off just because they were able to view it. That's not enough to me, but at least now we know by way of memory and note taking of some of the members what was contained in it, and so much of it is worthy and warrants a full on federal investigation. But this is, and this is my problem, though, and I think this is your problem as well, too. Everybody else's, and that is like, you know, why? Why do we lay down and play nice? Why do we turn the other cheek? Why was he not in his face and putting him under arrest, house arrest, whatever they have the powers that Congress have, and get that done? That's that's my my first question. My next comment, though, that I wanted to make mm-hmm. is to all all you Democrats, all you liberals that are out there laughing and you think this is funny about Trump and you think this is the right thing to do and everything else, man, you obviously don't have a clue about history, about world history, about other countries that have gone down the same path and have fallen and have turned. So my, my, my statement to you folks is be careful what you wish for because speech is, uh, sorry about that. We had a glitch. Go ahead. I said, be careful what you wish for because, if this is if this is goes to fruition with this Trump indictment and everything else and that, then the gloves are off. This will this will never stop. When the Republicans get in, they'll be indicting people. When the Democrats get back in, the, and then we will truly then, truly then be a third world banana republic in the United States of America as it exists. Uh, will cease to exist as we know it. Well, that's that's you you know that's thank you, Vince, for the for the great point, and that's the reason why some reasonable Democrats and left wingers have said we cannot do this because what you just said is spot on. It will establish a precedent 
that says we can go after past presidents for things we didn't like, and we can try to lock them up after the fact, and especially if they have an opportunity to impact or or run for other elections. Trump's case is kind of unique in the future. They will do that. They will jail future political opponents. They will jail past uh, um, elected officials. And you're right. And I'll tell you what. I'll be there for it. If they do this to Trump, when the pendulum eventually swings the other way, provided we can make it do so with free and fair elections, I will be there for it, and I will cheer on Republicans doing it in retribution. Now, I don't want that, because then it will just continue both directions. I don't want that. And the only way to stop that from happening is to have the Democrats realize exactly what they're walking into right now, and the door that they're opening, the Pandora's box that they're opening. They have to recognize that what they're about to do with President Trump uh, is going to lead to that eventuality, and the consequences for this republic will be deadly. There's no two ways about it. Thank you, Vince, for the call. I appreciate it. Uh, Lisa in Medina, Lisa Woods, Medina County Friends and Neighbors. Hi, Lisa. Go right ahead. Hi, boy. I just I just love your show. You always bring up the most important topics, and the callers that call in have such great points. Um, thank you. Thank you all for what you do, you and your listeners. Um, Certainly. Thank you. You know, we, <laughs> we've been um, sounding that bell, you know, for years now on, on education, and um, we really need more people to step up. In Medina, we have 20 seats open on school boards, and right now I think we have about nine people running. Oh, you're so, talking about Medina County? Medina County local school boards. Yep. 20 open seats. We only have nine people running. See, that's unacceptable. That is unacceptable. Right. We need to get twenty. We need to get more than that. We need to get as many conservatives can, uh, t- pulling petitions and running for those boards as humanly possible. That is exactly what Kyle Reyes was talking about. There is going to be funding available by charitable organizations like the nonprofit he is setting up there with AmericanDads.org, and we need to do that. We have to identify people who are willing, who have the guts to step up and 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 uh, you know and be there for our kids. Now I don't know. I'm not going to give names in Medina County, but you know who you are, conservatives who show up at Medina County Friends and Neighbors, conservatives who show up to oppose things like the uh, Groomer Festival in the uh, park in Medina, uh, in Wadsworth, I mean. All of the individuals who, who are a part of this, who go to the meetings, don't just give lip service to it. Let's put your, you know, you know, let's walk the walk instead of just talking to the talk. Pull those petitions and run for those school boards. It's the only way we can even have a chance at stopping this left-wing indoctrination in those classrooms absolutely don't ever think you're not good enough to do good things and you don't have to have a child in 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 that school it's okay to be a grandparent or even even if you're not a parent um get you don't need a college degree yeah you don't need a college degree you don't need you know the, the 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 requirements basically just be that you be a member of the community who cares about kids and wants to help them in whatever that whatever you know fashion that looks like uh, so yes. I'm so glad you're bringing that up, and I hope that's a message that is put through to, you know, tomorrow you have a meeting tomorrow, I assume, right, for Medina County yes. Friends and Neighbors? Yeah, I hope people yeah, show do. up there, uh, well, you know, can get that message and that, that you know, that information is, share, information is shared. This is literally right. the only and- thing. We, we, you know what you do need a degree to do? You need a degree to be a teacher. 
and you need to be working toward a master's, and you need to uh, you know, be able to get hired and then have an impact in the schools. Well, we all can't do that. You don't need a degree to be the people that are overseeing those degreed teachers and the administrators. To be a board member, all you've got to do is win the election. And all you have to do to win the election is be the right person who cares enough to share the message with the community that says, we're going to do right by these kids. We're going to remove the pornography. We're going to remove all of the, the, the racism and all of the other things that are being pushed upon them in the schools. We don't need degrees to do that. We just have to go out there and win these elections. And I hope people understand the importance of that. And we have people to support you. If, if, if you're out there and you decide that you could be that person and run, there are several different groups in this, actually more than several, in northeast Ohio. But in Medina County, you know, we've had Moms for Liberty. We've got, um, oh, my gosh, there's so, so many. Our GOP is incredible. So please consider running. Um, yeah. And can I mention my, my meeting tomorrow? Oh, yeah, yeah. Quickly. Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. Um, we do have a, uh, a Supreme Court judge, and it's also my intention that people know these judges well before they uh, have to make, the, make that, pull that lever in November. And our, these Supreme Court judges will be running in 2024, but we're bringing them now so that you have a chance to hear them and know whether this is someone that you really want to support or maybe not, you know, which way. It's so important. So tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. at the Thirsty Cowboy, we will have Judge Dan Hawkins and also Dakota Sawyer, who will be talking more about education and some other things going on in the State House. Awesome. Um, but, uh, Dan Hawkins sits on the Franklin County Court of Common Pleas, and he's also a Republican candidate for the Ohio Supreme Court on the 2024 ballot. Medina County friends and neighbors, uh, tomorrow morning at the Thirsty Cowboy in Medina. Uh, Lisa, always appreciate what you do. Thank you so much for the call. My pleasure. 10.56 now. We'll take a time out here. We're going to take a news break. We're going to come back. More local Northeast Ohio uh, conservatism on the way with uh, Shannon Burns. He will join us. Strongsville GOP has a Flag Day event coming up next week. I will be speaking there. I'm looking forward to that as well. So stay right here. Always Right Radio continues on AM 1420, The Answer. This hour of Always Right Radio is brought to you by The Floor King and KeepingMedicareSimple.com. You and I know and do not believe that life is so dear and peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery. If nothing in life is worth dying for, when did this begin? Just in the face of this enemy? Or should Moses have told the children of Israel to live in slavery under the pharaohs? Should Christ have refused the cross? Should the patriots at Concord Bridge have thrown down their guns and refused to fire the shot heard round the world? The martyrs of history were not fools. And our honored dead, who gave their lives to stop the advance of the Nazis, didn't die in vain. Where then is the road to peace? Well, it's a simple answer after all. You and I have the courage to say to our enemies, there is a price we will not pay. There is a point beyond which they must not advance. is Always Right Radio with Bob Frantz on AM 1420, The Answer. My oh my. 
What a Friday so far, 10 minutes after 11 o'clock. Thanks for being with us on Always Right Radio. It is the uh, ninth morning of the month of groom in the year of our Lord, 2023. And uh, the President of the United States is a criminal, yet they have indicted the former President of the United States instead. That's where we are right now. I do want to get more of your phone calls in reaction to the uh, Trump indictment uh, and to yesterday's revelations that... um, According to the FD 1023 form that the Oversight Committee was finally allowed to see, Joe Biden took bribes from an an oligarch in Ukraine referencing Burisma and representing Burisma, rather, uh, $5 million to him, $5 million to Hunter Biden in exchange for political favors. Uh, that is an investigation that needs, that needs to happen. And instead, they buried the story by indicting Trump last night. Unbelievable. I do want more of your thoughts. If you cannot get through uh, on this program, fear not. I've got another three hours after this one. I'll be hosting for Dennis Prager today, so make sure you listen on DennisPrager.com or on uh, Salem Now or, or whatever, wherever it is, Salem Media Channel, wherever it is that you can find it. Of course, our number one here is Charlie Kirk. Then you'll get the uh, last two hours that I'll be hosting for Prager live on AM 1420, The Answer. So I want to move on. Uh, we did have a great conversation already this morning with uh, Kyle Reyes. Certainly appreciated that. We also spoke with Jonathan Broadbent earlier in the program. Now, it's Shannon Burns, uh, who is the uh, leader of the uh, Strongsville GOP. And there's a, a big event coming up next week with the Strongsville uh, GOP on Flag Day on Tuesday. Uh, Shannon, good to talk to you. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, Bob. Thanks for having me again. So we're busy. Or excuse me, Wednesday. I think I said Tuesday. It's Wednesday, right? Wednesday is Flag Day, the 14th. Yep. Just June 14th. That's right. Yeah, yep. There we go. So, Shannon, um, before we get into the Flag Day events and uh, what's going on with Strongsville GOP, everybody's got a reaction to what happened last night. Uh, I think Mark Levin's reaction was the best reaction. It was the most authentic. Uh, and it was also also the most passionate. I'm going to play this, and I'm going to get your reaction to this. Uh, hold on a second. We're not plugged in all the way here. Just one second. Uh, let's go, a great one. And what does Biden say? Well, then where's the money? He's asking us, come and catch me if you can. The idea that this man isn't under a criminal investigation and that they criminalized a damn document case to go after Donald Trump is sickening. And I would say this to our fellow Americans. Don't be bamboozled by these cable channels and these fools who come on and tell you, well, he's not above the law. Are you kidding me? Democrat Attorney General in New York, Democrat Prosecutor in Manhattan, Democrat prosecutor in Atlanta, Democrat attorney general in Washington, D.C. What do you mean he's not above the law? There is no law. What's going on here is a disgusting disgrace. It is war on Trump. It is war on the Republican Party. And it is a war on the republic. Shannon Burns, your response to what you just heard. It disgusts me. You know, we, we, I hear from so many of our members and supporters over the, you know, going as far as saying, well, I'm not even going to vote anymore because what's the use? They, it's all fixed. And, and I'll tell you what, I, I understand that, that uh, concern people have, but this is the time we need to stand up and fight back. You know, we, we have a, a president, most of us believe one of our greatest presidents of modern times, accomplished more than any other president and anyone we thought could accomplish. And because they couldn't take him down, I mean, heck, they've had him under 52 uh, investigations and couldn't find anything on him, which I- I'd say that would be the case for no one. Uh, no one else could survive that. 
so they they now are going to try to take him down for for documents that yeah, were were eclipsed by the number of documents that Joe Biden and even Mike Pence had. Right. So, you know, this is a, another sham. And, and I really hope that people recognize that this is not the time to give up. This is the time to fight back uh, because yeah. this good. No, that's all right. I was just going to say, you know what? What is maybe an unintended consequence, maybe an intended consequence for the left that is doing this, the weaponized Department of Justice that is bringing the, these in, this indictment and uh, these charges is it is unifying Republicans. Um People who may not even be Donald Trump supporters in the upcoming primary, people who might be for DeSantis or Tim Scott or or what have you, myself included, unifying in our support of President Trump as uh, an American po- uh, politician, as a former president, as a current candidate, um, and and just as a citizen, that you cannot treat people in such uneven ways you cannot have this two-tiered system of justice and get away with it so there are people ranting and raving about this who are not necessarily trump supporters but they're believers in america and they're believers in the rule of justice and the rule of law that is being applied unevenly here uh you know even even like i said other candidates are speaking out against this in defense of donald trump because they're in defense of you know, quite frankly, the system, if they allow this to happen to one candidate, it can happen to any other candidate. And as a previous caller pointed out, it will happen in reverse if the Republicans get an opportunity to do so. Yeah, yeah, I agree, Bob. I, I think about this and I can't help but just realize that they can't come after every one of us. They just can't. They can't. There's no way they can come after. We're, we're more than half of the country, the silent majority, not so silent majority anymore. So now they have to go after him. And, and this is their way to go after conservatives and make us uh, stop talking, make us not speak out against this. And, you know, he's been standing in the way, protecting, you know, taking the, the shots for us for, you know, what, since uh, 2016. And, and now, once again, we're getting into the heat of another political cycle, and, and the FBI and the DOJ are going to do that. I mean, you hear that story that's coming out of uh, Stanford uh, about the DOG, DOJ having the private chat uh, service on Stanford's uh, servers, servers so they could avoid FOIA attempts. I mean, this is just more of the same, where the DOJ is just so corrupt that they will do anything to take down Donald Trump so they can take us down. 100%. 100% agree. Shannon Burns is my guest, president of the Ohio, or excuse me, the uh, Strongsville GOP. Uh, Shannon, uh, everybody's got reactions to this. Let's move forward now and talk about what's coming up on Wednesday. Big day for Strongsville GOP. As I mentioned to the listeners earlier, I will be there. Tell us what else is going on. Yeah, well, it is going to be a big day. Um, it's been uh, a minute since you've been back to uh, Strongsville GOP. And, and if I remember the last time, we, we had uh, people standing in the aisles. Um, so we're really excited to uh, celebrate our flag, our real pli- pride flag, the the one that we actually have the most pride for, and that's uh, what I think we're going to focus our, our time on. And looking forward to hearing your message, and, and uh, all of our our candidates, our local candidates will be there as well. So we have great candidates like Michelle Lynch, who's running for Berea Municipal Court, Johanna Hamrick, who's running for cler- uh, Clerk of Courts in Berea, Karen Farad, who's our Strongsville City Council uh, candidate, and then all of our school board candidates. We've got great uh, candidates running for school board in Strongsville and around. So really excited to have everyone hear from them as well. But, uh, Bob, something happened yesterday that I, I have to share with you that Please do. surprised me. 
What so happened? I, I was I got a call from uh, from Peter Kersenow, mm-hmm. and uh, Peter is uh, is is going down the gauntlet. He uh, he agreed he's coming out and actually hosting an event for us on July 19th, and he said, make sure you tell Bob that I'm going to have the biggest crowd you guys have ever had, much bigger than Bob would have. <laughs> wow. He has thrown so, down the gauntlet. Wow. So, By the way, that, so, was, that, was, that was not a very nice tease you just made there, because when you said Peter Kersenau made a big announcement and threw down the gauntlet, I thought he was going to challenge Sherrod Brown. <laughs> well, a lot of people, have been, lot of people have been calling for him to uh, to run for Senate, uh, so I thought that's where you were going with that. But uh, all right, so Kirsten well, wants to have a crowd countdown or a crowd showdown, huh? So, so we've decided we're going to have a counter at the front door, and we're going to announce how many people show up for your event on Wednesday, and then just a month later, how many show up for Kirsten. And I'll come back on and make sure everyone understands just who is the biggest draw. Well, it's not fair, and here's why it's not fair. Because I'm a Kersenow fan, and I'm going to show up at his and actually add to his count, his count. I don't know if he's going to be showing up at mine, so it's automatically off just a little bit. Just to be clear, because I, I would, I would, I'd, I'd follow Kersenow, listen to him anyway. That's why I have him on once a week for an hour, and he talks for almost the entire hour. And every time he does, I feel smarter when I left. Nobody feels smarter when they leave a room that I've spoken to, but everybody feels smarter when Kersenow does. So I would uh, gladly defer to him if he's got a bigger crowd. But I will say this: I do want as many people as possible to pack the uh, the event on uh, Wednesday, the fourteenth, for Flag Day, for all the reasons, as you said, talking about candidates, and 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 I'll do my little part. Whatever I can do to add to the, uh, uh, you know, to the event and, and hopefully give something of value to people. Uh, like I said, you won't feel smarter when you leave, but maybe you'll uh, maybe you'll uh, uh, maybe you'll be just a little bit more impassioned about the task before us because that's what I'm going to be calling on people to do: to become active and to do everything that they can to try to uh, uh, turn the train around, if you will. We are going in the wrong direction in this country, and that's uh, that's something we're going to talk about. No, no, no. One other thing I'll, I'll add is that June 14th just also happens to be President Trump's birthday. And I oh, think that would wow. be appropriate time to, to be talking through this affront on our, our civil liberties, this affront on our elections that the, the DOJ has taken on, the FBI and all of the left for that matter. Uh, I, so I think we'll see something uh, coming from that as well. And, and we're, we're excited. You know, it's, uh, 6.30 on Wednesday at Harvest Saloon in Strongsville. Um, and I think, you know, probably our biggest crowd of the year, um, if, if I had to guess, because simply uh, I know that you won't get beat by Peter. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll do my best, and I do want everybody, if you can, come out. And most importantly... You know, because I was talking to Kyle Race about the kids earlier and about the education and indoctrination, all the things we do on a on a regular basis. Bring the kids with you. You know, t- let's let's let all of us show the kids what pride really looks like. As as you mentioned, Shannon, the the, the flag that we salute, the flag that we are proud of, is the stars and the stripes, and we're going to talk about that on Flag Day. Bring the kids with you. I love. Our, our audiences, whenever I come to speak, whether it's in Strongsville or anywhere else, I love uh, our seniors, I love our moms and dads, and I love the millennials. Bring the Gen Zers, bring your young kids with you, whether they're teenagers or whether they're, you know, it's still in elementary school. Bring them with you so that we can show them what pride really looks like, what this country is really all about, uh, rather than the uh, warped view of it that they may get from their computer screens, their phone screens, and from their classrooms. Uh, so I wa- that, that's one thing that I will say. I would love to have a crowd 
crowd uh, filled with people of all ages, but with an emphasis on the younger kids who need to start understanding maybe things that they're, you know, that they're not being exposed to on a regular basis. What, what a great idea to, to expose our young children uh, and our young people to patriotism in the Constitution instead of indoctrination and uh, the left's uh, terrible demonic things that they're trying to push through our schools. That would be exactly. a great change if we started going in that direction instead. Exactly right. That's a big, big part of this. Yep. So I'm going to challenge all of the usual crowds who come to see events and uh, and come to meetings for Strongsville GOP and anybody in Northeast Ohio who cares about this republic. I'm going to challenge you, when you come to the event on Flag Day, don't come alone. Bring somebody with you, particularly somebody younger. If it's your kid or your grandkid or, or, or just somebody that you know, seriously, let's expose more and more people of the younger generation that is going to be leading this country a lot faster than we realize how quickly they are coming uh bring them with you so that we can uh we can really have equal access to them the teachers have them for seven hours a day the left-wing uh teachers union members have them for seven hours a day let's give them a couple of hours on uh, wednesday night the 14th bring them with you and let's uh and let's do this right uh harvest saloon 6 30 uh wednesday the 14th. that's right that's right and, and we will have absentee ballot request forms and uh, voter registration forms there at the event. So if anyone uh, needs to update their voter registration or wants to request an absentee ballot for the August 8th special election, which we're all going to vote yes on, um, you know, we'll, we'll make sure that that's available so everyone can get that. Because obviously that's, I, I think that's one of the first steps that we all can take to start changing and turning our country around is, you know, one, prevent this radical abortion policy from passing and and for that matter, all of the other radical policies that are being proposed by corporate interests that, that we need to protect our Ohio Constitution from. So one of the first steps I see in, change, in turning our country around is, is this August 8th election. I am so glad you brought that up, and I'm so glad you told everybody about that, because that's hugely important, especially if you're not sure. If you have not been registered or if you need to update your registration, this is a great opportunity to do it. We need a massive turnout, and by massive I mean just a little bit bigger than the other side. We know these August special elections don't turn out huge percentages of the voters, but we need to change that for this one. And 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 I know they're going to come out in force talking about those who want to vote no and keep the Constitution easily malleable and thus uh, you know able to be changed to in, uh, to uh, enshrine abortion into it uh, in November. They're going to come out in force. They are working overtime to get more people out there to vote for the. These uh, radical ideas that they have, uh, and they want to keep the Constitution at 50% plus one. We simply must out uh, turn out them, if you will. And uh, uh, that's a great way to do it, to have events like this one coming up on Wednesday to make sure that you are registered, make sure that all of your I's are dotted and your T's are crossed and that you get out there and tell everybody else the same thing, too. Tell everybody else, if there's even a question about your registration, make sure that they are all ready to go for August 8th. And as a matter of fact, 30 days before August 8th. I think we're, what, 32 now? Are we 32 days away from the start of early voting? So that's, that's all that, that, that sounds about right. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's coming right up. And everyone, and it's so few people know about it yet, but I'm so gl- grateful that you've been talking about it every day. Um, and it's it's obviously... You know, as I said, it, it's one of the most important pieces because it's going to what starts turning it around. We, if we have to be distracted by uh, the left constantly putting corporate dollars and, and their special interest dollars into our efforts to, to change our turnout, <clears throat> in fact, Ohio, we can't be focused on, on the things that really matter, right, which is making certain, like you said, that we've got a great conservative senator 
uh, replacing Sherrod Brown. And that's so critical in, in 24. We need, we, we've got to get focused. We've got to get uh, fighting back and not, not just stepping down. Shanna, I couldn't agree more. I'm so looking forward to it. So we're going to have the Strongsville GOP Flag Day event on Wednesday the 14th, uh, 6.30 p.m., and you heard it. Kirsten I was thrown down the gauntlet. We need to outdraw him, so I need to see a packed <laughs> standing-room-only event on uh, on Wednesday. Shannon Burns, thanks for what you do, my friend. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Great. Thanks, Bob. Thank you so much for what you do. You got it. 11.27 now. We'll take a time out here. Bottom of the hour coming. Gives us one segment left to take calls. Your reaction to the indictment of the former president in an attempt to stop him from being the GOP nominee. Your thoughts coming up on Always Right Radio. Okay, it's 11.33, final segment of Always Right Radio on AM 1420, The Answer. But uh, I'm not done, not even uh, not even close. I've got uh, three hours of the Dennis Prager Show that I will be hosting immediately following this show. Obviously, here on AM 1420, The Answer, you're going to get an hour of Charlie Kirk before we get to the Prager Show. But if you are interested in listening to what we're doing on the Prager Show today, go to DennisPrager.com, among other places where you can listen live there. And we're going to, of course, have full open lines we tried to do open lines today, you know, our free-for-all Friday routine, but uh, we did have a ton of guests pre-scheduled. And um, so our opportunity to hear from as many people as possible about what they just did to Trump last night or what they're about to do to Trump when he is arraigned on uh, Tuesday in Miami with these charges, uh, these blown-up, trumped-up, uh, no pun intended, charges, um, we'll, we'll get reactions during the Prager Show on that. 216-901-0945 for now, though. Navy man Norm is in Strongsville. He's got thoughts on what they're doing to the former president and the current leader of the uh, uh, opposition party. Uh, Navy man Norm, go ahead. I will try to. Uh, <clears throat> I will try to be calm. If no one is above the law, as Garland and his fellow Democrats are so fond of saying, then why does Garland refuse to investigate and prosecute the current president of the United States who mockingly laughs? So where's the money? You know, come on. The grifter and his bagman hunter. Well, Garland, you have U.S. Treasury records showing millions in illegal transfers into the Biden family criminal enterprise bank accounts. So why not go and show the American people and Biden and Hunter where the money and the bribes they took really is? The Department of Jackals is nothing but a shanker on the face of American jurisprudence. They can only prosecute and persecute parents at school board meetings, pro-life patriots who protest outside of mortuaries, and Republicans. I have a simple message for Mr. Garland and Mr. Ray and those wonderful, uh, tolerant prosecutors and fair-minded prosecutors who are prosecuting President Trump. May all of you sail from our shores in ships of concrete with sails of lead and with hell as your only port of call. That's how I feel about the Department of Jackals. Bob, I have never been so incensed in my life. I swore an oath on June 30th, 1958, 
to protect and defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And as far as I'm concerned, the FBI, the Department of Justice, and this regime are my enemies. And I hope they're listening, because I could give a blank less. I look forward to seeing you and Shannon and the rest of our Republicans Wednesday evening. So I just wanted to get that in before you cut off. Well, I'm glad you did, uh, Navy Man Norm. And, um, you know, it's a shame because I know what a patriot you are. Uh, you know, with your service in the Navy, you've, you've dedicated your life to doing what's right for this country. And to declare yourself an enemy of the federal government, particularly the Department of Justice that you called the Department of Jackals, has got to be very, very hard for you. But I completely and totally understand if they are not going to pursue justice and if they are going to literally declare injustice against a political opponent that they don't like the way that they are how can we possibly say we are on the same side right we're not where's it where is the just there is no such thing right. <clears throat> i mean that's what mark what levin said there is no there you know there is no law anymore no none and, and, uh, and bob i'm afraid and as you said I mean, I thought I would never see the day I would make that comment, but <clears throat> I'm, I uphold the Constitution of the United States. These people are not, they are not in any way, shape, or form abiding or adhering to the Constitution of the United States. I mean, they go after parents at, at school board meetings, they, they track them, and they, they try to prosecute a pro-life activist, uh, send a uh, Gestapo squad of 25 FBI agents armed to his house in front of his kids? That's justice? No, no. Garland should be one of the first to be impeached. Not just Ray, but Garland. And that's how I feel. And so I we're agree looking forward to Wednesday. God you bless bet. you. And I'm looking forward to seeing you there, too. God bless you, too. Thank you for the call, Navy Man Norm. Um, so much of what he just said... <clears throat> That needs to be underscored um, with respect to uh, to Merrick Garland. Uh, let me try to do it. Um, it's not just about what the Department of Injustice, if you will, is doing to Trump, and it bastardizes honestly the uh, the the entire legal system and the entire justice system is what it does. It's what he won't do to Biden. That is the part of the Merrick Garland you know, contempt that I have for him and for the DOJ. I, You know, it's weird, and, and I know we could probably go back through history and look at others, but I thought that Eric Holder was the worst attorney general that I had ever heard of in the history of the United States. Um, I, I, I think Merrick Garland is telling Eric Holder to hold his bud light. Merrick Garland is far worse than even Holder. Remember when Holder declared publicly that, uh, you know, or excuse me, that Obama did, that, that Eric Holder basically always had his back. Remember that public declaration? I can't remember the exact phrasing, but he was his guy. He had his back. It's not the job of the attorney general to have the back of the president, thus backing any illegal or unethical maneuver that the president makes. What did he call him? He called him his side, not his sidekick. I can't remember, but it was something to the effect of having his back. And it was what Holder did, of course. Remember, Holder is the only AG in history to be held in contempt of Congress. 
he was solid compared to what Merrick Garland is. Merrick Garland is much more brazen than even Holder was with respect to you know the job of the AG. Merrick Garland seems to me on a daily basis to be exacting revenge the best way that he can for not being allowed to go onto the Supreme Court. For Mitch McConnell deciding that at the tail end of a presidency, Obama's presidency, when that opening came up to not, you know, allow the outgoing president to appoint the uh, uh, the, the next Supreme Court justice, but to let the people decide by having the election. And then we'll let the next president, which, you know, could have been, it could have been uh, uh, Merrick Garland, but let the next president decide. He's been livid about that ever since. And I think he's exacting his revenge against the Republican Party, against conservatives, ever since. So it's not just Garland's decision to allow Trump to be indicted under these terribly specious circumstances. It's what he won't do to Joe Biden. It's it's something that we talked about and that I talked about. Uh, oh, oh, I just got a message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holder was his wingman. That was the term, not sidekick, wingman. I knew it was something like that. There you go. That was his wingman. Thank you, Dan. By the way, Dan just texted me that note. But it's what he won't do with respect to investigating Biden. The, the most frustrating thing that I think I've experienced thus far in all of this is watching the Oversight Committee do its job, watching the Judiciary Committee do its job, listening to the whistleblowers, conducting their investigations, gathering the information, that should lead to a full-on special counsel investigation of Joe Biden. From Joe Biden's years as vice president, through all of the information that has been gathered between the laptop and so much more, and whistleblowers, that that a special counsel needs to be appointed and an, and an investigation done into Joe Biden selling out the United access to the United States government to the Oval Office in exchange for millions of dollars for him, his corrupt son, and and at least a half dozen other member, uh, members of the Biden family. That deserves to be investigated. Mind you, I didn't say just automatically indict. Investigate. Just investigate. And I feel like all of the work done by the Oversight Committee and the Judiciary Committee and all these members who spoke yesterday as they finally got a look at that FD-1023 form, all of those individuals' work is going to go for nothing because it will take the DOJ to order an investigation. It would take Merrick Garland to order an investigation into his own DOJ and the FBI because the FBI was complicit in the cover-up of all of it. So that, that to me, is the biggest fundamental complaint I have with Merrick Garland and the job he's doing as Attorney General. It's not just that he and they have targeted Donald Trump again, and they started targeting Donald Trump, as we know, back in 2015 with Crossfire Hurricane. It's the fact that he won't do the job that needs to be done to investigate the claims against Joe Biden. And we all know you don't bite the hand that feeds you, but this, when you're the top cop, when you are the Attorney General, when you're in charge of the Department of Justice, it is your job to ensure that justice is done, not just that you protect the person who appointed you. And that's what he's doing. All right. 
That's a lot for one day. Uh, I want to say thank you to my guests, Jonathan Broadbent, Kyle Reyes, Shannon Burns. I want to thank you to Josh Booth. Say thank you to Josh Booth, rather, uh, to Marianne George and to uh, Marcy Peebles, our team. They're doing a great job, as always. Uh, I'm not done. I've got three hours left. I'm going to be hosting the Dennis Prager Show Coast to Coast. So if you want to tune in at DennisPrager.com, you can listen to that. It'll be live here at AM 1420, The Answer, starting with Hour 2 at 1 o'clock. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Be well. Be safe. Try to stay free. It's not easy today in this country, but try to stay free. Uh, We'll see you Monday. Bye-bye. Let's go, Brandon. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.